morning, and welcome to the last chapel for the semester. I'm glad you're here, and I want you to say good morning. Yeah, we can clap for that. I want you to say good morning to Meredith Andrews over here at the piano, and uh, welcome her to Baylor Chapel. Meredith is going to be singing for us in a moment, leading you in a, in a time of worship as we wrap up this semester of chapel. She's also going to be a part of Christmas on 5th Street, which will take place tomorrow night. There'll be so much going on you'll want to be a part of. It's a great evening, and she's going to be a part of it with us. She is a singer, songwriter, an artist with Word Records. Billboard magazine recently described her as Christian Music's most promising new artist. We're blessed to have her here today at Baylor. Before she sings for us, I want to uh, introduce to you uh, someone you're probably aware of, but I want to introduce him this way. One of these days you're going to have a boss, and I hope you're blessed to have a boss that is someone you have deep respect for because they're a person of integrity and because they're passionate about what they do and they're skilled at it and they're an expert in it, someone you look up to because they know so much about their discipline and their craft. I also hope that uh, you get to work with someone who values who you are and who's a joy to be around and who you really do think of as not only a boss but someone who's a friend. My boss at Baylor is the Vice President for Student Life, Kevin Jackson. And Kevin got here about January 1st. Come on out, Kevin. Kevin got here January 1st, and no one was here to say welcome to Baylor. And I want you to welcome Kevin to Baylor again. Thank you, Bert. Thank you very much. This is uh, indeed an interesting time for us, isn't it? Much of our nation finds itself between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Life is turned for many from the stresses of work to the fulfillment of finding that perfect gift for a loved one. Most people are finding joy and maybe even rest in the falling temperatures and the changing colors all around us. But not you. You're in college. You are living that wonderful life of a college student, and that means you have projects and tests to study for. Yes, before you're able to leave this home we call Baylor, you have something great to accomplish. But once you accomplish it, once you put the finishing touches on your projects and your tests, there will be this huge weight that is lifted from your shoulder. For the first time in many months, you will sense a freedom that is truly wonderful. All of us in higher education know this feeling. It's something we look forward to, something we anticipate, something we wish could get here just a bit sooner. But it can't. You see, there's something about waiting. There's something about the accomplishment of a great task that creates a sense of anticipation. And this sense of anticip uh, anticipation builds up to that day when freedom is realized and you're finally overwhelmed with joy. The book of Isaiah tells us about a group of people who may have been feeling something like you're feeling today. Their tasks were daunting. There was much to do, and sometimes it felt like it would never end. They were facing projects and tests, but with no freedom in sight. Not until Isaiah told them something. He told them something that made their minds swim with wonderment and anticipation. What he said was, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light, and those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. For God shall break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, 
and the government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. I imagine that when the Israelites heard this, they may have begun to feel that weight actually being lifted from their shoulders, and maybe their minds turned to freedom for the first time. Maybe, just maybe, they discovered what it meant to be hopeful. So take heart, students. You're not alone. This waiting has a purpose. This last push to complete your classes has a meaning. And although there is still work to be done, there is also a reason to hope. Finish the semester well and remember, for unto us a child was born, and unto us a son has been given. y'all doing good that's pretty lame how's everybody doing i mean you guys seriously it's the last travel semester right like the very last and you guys are brave you're the ones that are like the last two travels weren't sitting up this close so y'all are brave i hope i don't spit on you sorry if i do why don't we stand together i know but it's like 11 something so come on that means you guys too. You can do it. I believe in you. It is really great to be here with y'all this morning. And you know what I think? I um, when we get to come together in a place like this, I know it's chapel. I know that it's a requirement. I went to a Christian school. I went to Liberty, and uh, we had to do chapel three times a week. So I totally know what chapel is like. But I also know that God's word doesn't return void. And I know that when we get together in a place like this, and we open up our hearts and we open up our ears. That God is going to speak to us. He's going to say some stuff that he's maybe been wanting to say to us for a long time. And he's got something for every one of us today. Nobody excluded. So I just want to encourage y'all to open your ears to what the Lord would say to you. Open your hearts and let him move in your hearts. And let's worship him today because he deserves it. He's worthy of that. And uh, we just want to give that to him from our hearts. So I think y'all know this song. Sing along with us. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Sing that again. Oh, come let us. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh,
That's it. Sing it again. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He. So holy, Lord, we sing, sing a new song to Him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Now we join with heaven and sing, holy, holy, holy is the
justice and in your mercy as high as you were as high as you are that you step down out of glory and you came to earth as a baby perfect picture of humility saying to us Lord that you are the God for all people you are the savior of the world thank you, Lord, that you would meet with us even now, that you would grace us with your presence. And God, we want to worship you, not just with our songs, not just with our words. God forbid that we're like the Pharisees who honored you with their lips, but their hearts were far away. Our worship starts in our hearts. It's our response. After all that you've done for us, after all that you are to us, how can we not worship you? So, Lord, we worship you from our hearts. May it translate into our lives, God. We would live it out. We would be able to say, Lord, you are my everything in every aspect of our lives. Holy, holy. The Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We sing with all creation, I sing. Praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. joy it is to worship with you guys. Y'all can go ahead and take a seat. You know, when I think about coming before a holy God and coming into the presence of the Lord, whether it's in our own personal time or in a setting like this, I realize that, you know, when we approach the throne of grace with boldness and confidence, and we can do that not based on anything that we have done, based on the fact that God is merciful and he welcomes us. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We can lay our burdens at the foot of the cross and find Jesus to be all that we need. And so we come into the presence of the Lord uninhibited, and we can lay our stuff at, at Jesus' feet and just worship him and let him minister to us and let him speak to us. There's no way that we can leave that place the same way as when we came in because God is holy and when we come before him and we're in his presence we're changed just like Isaiah in Isaiah 6 when he saw the Lord high and lifted up seated on his throne he said woe to me I am a man of unclean lips what am I supposed to do I fall on my face and say Lord here am I 
Send me. I'll go for you. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll be who you want me to be because I've seen you for who you are. I've seen you high and lifted up, and I'll never forget it. I'll never be the same. And I had one of those encounters uh, about a year ago when I went to Haiti for the first time. And I'd been overseas on a ton of mission trips before, but nothing could prepare me for what I would see and experience in Haiti. And uh, we worked in an orphanage there. And uh, I remember going into the orphanage the first day, and the kids were all excited that we were there, and we were excited to be there, and we just started passing out these jump ropes and, you know, kind of playing with the kids. And I noticed this little boy kind of off to the corner who was a little more quiet and a little smaller than the rest of the kids his age. And so I went over to him and I handed him a jump rope and we just started hanging out. For the rest of the day, we were hanging out. And by the end of the day, we were best friends. And um, this little boy's name is McKinsley. He's six years old. And I found out at the end of the day why he was smaller than the rest of the kids. And it's because he's HIV positive. Now here's this little kid who has this disease that he didn't ask for, he didn't deserve. Yet I never heard one complaint come out of his mouth, and all he did was love me. And I saw the love of Jesus like I had never seen before. Because here I thought I was coming to minister to these kids, but in return I was the one that came away blessed and changed. I was just completely floored by this little boy. And I came home haunted by what I'd seen, unable to let it go, unable to forget about it, but in a good way. And I just remember just saying to the Lord, well, what am I supposed to do with this? I, I don't want to just continue living my life like I, I haven't seen what I've just seen or haven't experienced what I've just experienced. And, you know, I, I'm trying to live my life in a way that reflects that, that I have been changed by the grace of God. And I have seen people that are in need, and yet they love. I've seen people that have nothing yet they have everything because they know the grace of God at work in their lives. And uh, so I was just so struck by that that I came home and wrote this song. It's called McKinsley's Song. Well, I call it McKinsley's Song because it's for my little boy over in Haiti. It's called What It Means to Love, and I hope that it speaks to your heart. was just one day for me to see it was an ordinary I can never be the same you took my hand and led the way I didn't even know your name but something happened deep inside me I knew life would have to change So how could I go back to life as usual How could I return to who I once was I just want to take your story to the world Cause you have shown me what it means to love yeah. 
heal the sick, you come the see. But your heart was for the least of these. You came to love the lost and broken. Your cross is set out the captive free. So how could I go back to life as usual? How could I return to who I once was? I just want to take your story to the world. Cause you have shown me what it means to love. Now years ago, I, um, I moved up from North Carolina to Chicago to take a position as a worship leader at a church there, and I'm still serving there as a worship leader, and they let me travel as well. Um, and it was something that I knew that the Lord was calling me to do, and I wanted to be obedient in that, but I was pretty scared, you know, because here I am, a southern girl, and I was just having a conversation with some people backstage that um, maybe you in Texas don't consider North Carolina the South, but I promise it is, okay? We say y'all and we had drink sweet tea and stuff. Okay, so I promise. Anyway, great. Glad we established that. So, um, when I moved up to Chicago, you know, it was a whole other world for me, and I remember feeling really alone in that. Um, you know, I'd gone up there and I left all my friends and family behind. I was essentially starting over and just trying to be obedient to the Lord, and then when I got there, it was like, you know, my pr I felt like my prayers were hitting the ceiling, and I just felt like he was really far away. And um, I remember coming home that Thanksgiving, sitting down at the piano at my parents' house, and just pouring out my heart to the Lord and going, God, where did you go? Because I, I really need you. I can't do this on my own. And um, in that moment, he met me in such a real way and gave me this song as a reminder of his promise 
He will never leave me and He will never forsake me. And you know, whatever we go through in our lives, I mean, there are going to be different seasons where we feel like God is very near and there are other times we feel like God is absent. But the fact of the matter is, no matter what we walk through, God is with us. He's right beside us every step of the way. He carries us when we can't make it on our own anymore. And I don't know what you guys are walking through. I know it's the end of the semester. I know finals are coming up. And I don't know what your family situation is like. But I I know that wherever you are in your life, in your journey, that God is with you. He is speaking. He's moving. Even though you may not be able to see it. And no matter what you're walking through that may be difficult, whether it's a family situation or relationship, or feeling overwhelmed by the end of the semester, or not knowing what in the world God wants you to do with your life. I know that God is there. I know that when you seek Him, you will find Him when you search for Him with all your hearts. So if you find yourself in a place like that today, know that God is with you. You can rely on His promise. What He says is true, no matter what you feel like, no matter what your circumstances may be, and no matter how dark your night may be, You're not alone. Let me walk 
tomorrow night to Christmas on Fifth Street. It's one of the highlights of our year, and it's really fun. A lot of families are out there. It's just a good time, so I hope you'll be there. Will you stand this morning for our benediction? It's been a really great semester, and I just want you to know that I appreciate you. You know, you've been an extremely attentive group of people who've come into this place and cared deeply about what's happening on this stage, and I just want to say how much I appreciate you and how much I thank you. I really think back on this semester, and I think, man, it's been really an encouraging time. We've gotten to come into this room, and we've gotten to worship together, and while many of you will be back in the spring, many of you will not, and so I just want you to know that I appreciate you. I also want to tell you as you leave for the holiday that you are loved very deeply, Um, I I, I don't say this lightly, but the reason I get up in the morning and come to this place, and this isn't lip service, the reason I do that is because I care about you very deeply. And every chaplain at this university and every faculty and staff, we love you. And so please, a lot of you come to my office and we'll chat or we'll talk about things. Um, I just want you to know that the reason I'm here is for you. And so just know that your chapel staff loves you very deeply, and so just know that as you go. Hear this, and this will be your last word for chapel this semester. May the grace of God catch you when you fall. May the peace of God overwhelm you in these coming days of celebration, and may you discover a reason to hope as you wait on Emmanuel. Amen and amen.